Happy Bitcoin Tuesday. Damn, I thought I had a corked pop. It's a screw off right here. It's some Yamazaki single malt. It's okay. This is Evan Kaloudis with y'all. Bring you the officially unofficial, sanctioned but unsanctioned Citadel Dispatch. Uh, the show about actionable Bitcoin discussion. This is episode 26 with an asterisk. So say it's an asterisk because we're making some changes around here. Maybe wondering, where's Matt O'Dell? Where's that guy? I miss him. And uh, to be truthful, I don't know. That's got some pretty good OPSEC. Uh, you know, he may have been detained at a border for who knows what, violating money transmitter laws, stirring dissent, maybe. Or he might just actually be on vacation, like you said, or she's trying to save face. I don't know. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he did not defect to Monero like we all suspected he would uh, by this point. But anyway, uh, really excited to chat with you all today. I just had an itch to just chat with all the freaks on this Bitcoin Tuesday in lieu of an actual episode. So really happy to talk with y'all um, in this sort of new format, right? Uh, I want to give a shout out to start off to Jessifer. He's in here, I hope, recording the session. Uh, hopefully we can get it out on the traditional dispatch mediums. Jessifer runs an awesome website called Ambos. It's a lightning graph explorer. Uh, they've got some great visuals. He's working with Tony from uh, Thunderhub on that. So go check it out if you get a chance. That's ambos.space, A-M-B-O-S-S space. And uh, yeah, I also got to give a shout out to our new sponsors, making some other changes on the show. Um, we're introducing mid-roll ads. So, you know, stay tuned for the mid-roll advertisements. I've got some pretty good sponsors. Uh, Bisc, of course, you know, everyone loves Bisc. Uh, you know, great decentralized trade platform. We also got some gems of partners in BlockFi, JP Morgan, DHS. So listen to their ad roll reads uh, middle of the show. So that should be fun. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a much different dispatch than usual. As you guys obviously know, we're on Twitter spaces today. So we're going to have a bunch of guests on, probably rotating in and out. I put in a lot of invites out today. So I invited Rodolfo, I invited Openoms, uh, Taiko Emoto, invited Pedro, the real Pedro, not phony Pedro, uh, Jack Dorsey, doubt he'll jump in, but who knows, and uh, Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, I know he's a fan of the show, he might pop in, uh, but anyway, there's no fixed topic for today, 
So we're going to just see where the guests want to up and take it. Hoping we riff for about an hour, see what everyone's up to, and then we'll open it up to the larger audience, um, do some Q&A, or <laughs> just see where things go. So uh, without further ado, let's bring on some guests to the stage. Start with Chaz, Chaz from Lightning Junkies. Chaz, you with us today? With you, uh, one shit talking moment here for you. Uh, we've, we've got to get you a setup where you're not just playing music out loud and having your phone pick it up. That sounded I know it's terrible. awful, right? But <laughs> I, I think that we'll get past the copyright sanctions. No promises there. It sounds like, yeah, no, no visual component, unfortunately, on Twitter spaces. So we're gonna have to read off. Um, you know, the prices and all our fun graphs that we usually have just over there. So uh, I'm sure everyone's just noticing how uh, we've got a nice little dip going on today. Woke up and I saw the price was at about, what, uh, like 29000 So let's check in on the prices to kick things off with. We've got... Bisk listing the index price at thirty-two thousand four hundred ninety-six, and uh, let's see what the exchanges have it at. Go on a crypto watch. Check out what BTC USD for Kraken is. We are at 32,448. Uh, so yeah, nice little dip. I uh, hope you guys were able to snag around 29 if you were uh, like to do that kind of trading. But yeah, it's just been complete pandemonium as far as, um, you know, the normies perceptions of things. People saying, oh man, price has gone and crashed 50% in the last two months. What are you guys doing over there? Um, yeah, it's just like moments like this in the cycle that really, really test how, uh, you know, how determined you are, how dedicated your real will. And uh, I, I think at times like this, we end up seeing some pretty crazy behavior by, you know, some otherwise uh, reputable people in the space. Maybe they were over leveraged, uh, lost some money. Uh, now they start promoting some questionable products in the space. Uh, it's quite sad, actually. But, um, you know, at, at least we get to see who's in it for the technology. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's it's uh, always, always fun to go through these dips. But, hey, I don't know about you guys, but I still think we're going to crack an all-time high again this year. So let's see how it pans out between, uh, you know, previous cycles and where we've been. Uh, you know, the economic climate with inflation, uh, Joe Biden's prepping, prepping another round of stimmy checks for, uh, for families in the United States. Um, you know, Bitcoin is really our safe haven in the midst of all this other uncertainty that's out in the world. So God bless it, even if it does happen to tumble down 50% in the middle of a good old rally. 
Uh, I honestly well. think that the price isn't that relevant. It's probably like the boringest thing going on right now. Um, I think all the things happening on, on Lightning are far more interesting than worrying about number go up, down, sideways, wherever. It doesn't, I don't, it hasn't really changed much for me. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really affect you unless you're uh, you're trying to sell, which I know a bunch of us here are just hanging on for dear life. I see a bunch of hodlers in the chat down here. So, um, yeah, I mean, the fundamentals of Bitcoin haven't changed. If anything, they've gotten stronger. I mean, we've got two humongous pieces of news that have come out this past uh, month, right? Um, we've got Taproot activated, which means we're going to have that uh, act. Well, it, it's got it's locked in and it's going to be activated in November, but you know it, it's guaranteed now. And uh, you know we also have small nation states adopting it and passing legal tender laws for it. So, big picture, how, how can you be bearish? <laughs> so uh, we we also have uh, Rodolfo. Rodolfo joined us. Really happy to see how you're doing today, NBK. Good. I uh, I kind of got the times twisted. Yeah, we all got our times twisted a little bit, but I'm glad, uh, you know, we got a pretty good showing today, and I'm uh, happy to have you join us today. So, what's, what's going on? Uh, we oh, we man, missed you just, in Miami. I know, dude. I am in the <clears throat> in the Canada uh, gulag, but, uh, but I'm north and remote, so, like, COVID idiosity doesn't exist here. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do people. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you guys are uh, loosening restrictions a bit. We're talking to who was it? Uh, ben Sessions. He was talking about having to like quarantine yeah, or whatever. In the West is in the West is a bit better. the The problem is like Ontario is still quite bad when you come back. Like you have to quarantine for two weeks in in like at home but you might have to do a hotel thing when you come in it's like, it's like a bunch of bullshit yeah that sucks yeah yeah hopefully things liberalize but uh you know who knows in this crazy mixed up world you know uh, control freaks they're everywhere you really that's can't right. avoid them yeah that's right yeah i saw that video today that was going around on bitcoin twitter with uh, the guy proposing we uh do bioengineering to make people allergic to steak like wow you know yeah i mean it's like you know what like i i thankfully people who think like that don't reproduce so like <laughs> just time takes care of it yeah yeah that's the one upside um you know the, there's that other guy that's a big critic of btc on twitter uh oh, like, there is uh, a tick eh? there is a tick disease that makes you allergic to red meat yeah, yeah, he was talking about it was like the, the Lone Star tick or something. Yeah, what a piece of shit. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we also had uh, Open Arms. I, I said he got an invite. Hey, like he, had open. Hey, he just uh, showed up. Uh, I think he had some connection problems. So, oh, okay. uh, so I think that's the reason Jack Dorsey is not coming today because he would get an earful about me complaining about how spaces doesn't work and crashes your phone, you can't connect. Uh, but, um, you know, it just otherwise makes for a pretty awesome experience, all things considered. I know right, a lot yeah, of people are going pretty I'm, hard on uh, Clubhouse this uh, this year. I'm going to have to say something. Uh, so Taproot is not guaranteed yet. 
at all uh, until the miners start actually mining blocks and enforcing taproot in like very reasonable amounts of hash rate. It's still sort of like, you know, there's a very good chance that they come through their promise, but uh, Speedy Trial has no teeth. So uh, you're expecting some shenanigans to come up this year? No, no, not really. I mean, but, you know, it's rough consensus, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't trust verify. So until I see mined blocks over, say, 80 to 90% of the hash rate, uh, I wouldn't put any money on it. Well, to that I say I'm, I'm glad Matt paid me out on the third period lock-in already. Uh, so we got that going for us at least. Um, now, what would you say to users that are like, no way, man, I upgraded my node to 0.21.1 or whatever, and uh, my, my node is validating. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Your, your node for, for soft forks like this, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter as much as you think it does because the enforcing of soft forks, uh, like they, they really tricky uh, now if we had the miners uh, lock in uh, with uh, with uh, uh, lot true that would have been different but uh, yeah <laughs> so like it's, it's pretty like it's looking good but like I, I would just like sort of like caution people that like because of the nature of how Bitcoin consensus work and and, and also the the like uh, the game theory on, on like all these actors uh, you know, nothing is guaranteed until it's in the blocks, right? Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah, I remain uh, cautiously optimistic. Uh, let's see what will happen from here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of rooms for shenanigans. Like, we really won't know for sure until it's November and, and we have it. And, yes. you know, the transactions are being processed. And... Uh, you know, we're using transactions uh, <laughs> that are using Taproot. So uh, I, I guess mean, we'll there is out. not even implementations yet, right? So it's it's like, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all still coming together. So a lot of things still up in the air. I, I saw that maybe uh, an address type had been settled upon, but there's still a lot of other things that are up in the air. So we'll see how That's it shakes right. out. I, I can't, I, I've been sort of like a bit distant for the last uh, month, month and a half. Uh, are they going to use a SegWit V2 addresses? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be, uh, they're going to be like BC1Q or something. This is the last thing I saw. Yeah. So okay. uh, it's going to look like SegWit, native SegWit, but, you know, one letter off. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that won't be confusing. But, um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see as the different wallets and exchanges all try to make sense of it. And, you know, ultimately adoption depends on on them. I mean, look, this year we just saw SegWit get adopted by, like, blockchain.com after, what, four years? So... Uh, uh, do they have a, a hierarchical deterministic uh, addresses yet? BIP32? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I have not used blockchain.com in ages, <laughs> my friend. You know, you know, there's a couple of better wallets out on the market now. So, uh, you know, I haven't. Had oh, really? Them. Uh, there are a few. I mean, uh, you know, it's, that, that space has uh, definitely made some strides, at least. Um, so, Rodolfo, I got a question from a freak in my DMs. Uh, have you heard of any Canadian internet news today? Something about some sort of censorship bill being passed? Oh yeah, the, the our our dear leader here, Casperson, uh, <laughs> um, he uh, he he shoved through this bill, and of course the the commie uh, slash union party voted with them, and so did the Greens. Um, so they uh, um, it, it's essentially now uh, well once it's made it into law and stuff. Uh, they will be able to uh, censor private accounts where they couldn't before, right? Uh, yeah, and they, they're saying that it's only for like big accounts and things like that that are acting like, as if they're news networks and stuff. It's all bullshit, right? Essentially, like on social media? Have, yeah, yeah. So they are going to have the powers to like censor my Twitter if they wanted to. Yeah, you better watch out. He's off on the Castro jokes, huh? Right. Oh, oh man. It, it, listen, this is the kind of bill that, that backs, backfires, right? It's almost like fun that they're trying to do something stupid like this. You know, mm. because censoring the internet always works, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's built to route around roadblocks. <laughs> Let's see how things shake out. But, you know, we got this big problem of centralization on these big platforms, uh, you know, just like the one we're talking on right now. If Dorsey well, or one of his uh, shareholders doesn't like something we're saying, like Bitcoin Tuesday is not existing on Twitter spaces anymore. So I mean, come on, give the guy a little bit more cred. But, uh, you know, like <sighs> private platforms are entitled to run it however they want, right? I'm, I'm oh, yes, certainly. Deliver that. Um, but what, but in a geopolitical context, they have they're subject to so much pressure, oh, not yeah, only just crazy. from their shareholders, but from other parties and governments. It's it's really a shit show, and that's why it's important to have like these decentralized platforms. Like you ran Bitcoin hackers on uh, yeah on Mastodon, which is a federated network, really cool. And uh, I, it's I also why we like... champion stuff like Blue Sky that they're trying to work on that Twitter, make it decentralized. I, I think they're making a, like an honest effort at that. What what sucks in networks, social networks, is that like, like half the fun is having the people who are not part of your in group partaking in conversations, right? So like, you know, dunking on Rubini, right? He's not gonna come up with <laughs> <my> hackers. <laughs> like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So like, it, it's hard to like, the public square needs to be public, right? And you and you want everybody else in it too, even if you don't like them. Um, so it's not an easy problem to solve. It's not just the technology itself. It's like the, the social sort of connections there. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's one thing to make a network uh, decentralized, but then it's another to, A, make it usable. I mean, I bet we could both speak to our challenges building Bitcoin products, right? But also having a community come to it and that be like the, uh, the town square where people have their discussions. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of challenges. Even if you nail it technologically, the UX and the social angles are, are immensely difficult problems. So, well, remember, right? Like, most people like 
as it seems to they want censorship right they want a mm. lot of moderation control they want all this crap like governments in a way are a bit of a reflection of its people right oh uh, yeah for Fair better right. or worse so it's like I, i can't remember who said it but like you know most people don't want freedom they just want a better cell right <laughs> yeah they want better amenities in the cell right that's right yeah um, so while, while we still have you here, Rodolfo, uh, any updates on Canadian vaccine passports? Uh, so what I think they're going to do is a sort of like a war of attrition, right? Um, they, they, they're, they're not going to do like, uh, uh, like an official passport per se, but mm -hmm. so far, as I understand is that they created an app that like, If you want to, to travel without restrictions, you have to upload your your vaccine receipt, essentially, right? Uh, gotcha. and, and then you don't have to quarantine. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that, right? Uh, but, uh, and I also think that countries where Canada uh, uh, can sort of swing their dick around, they would just say you can't, like, get visas to come to Canada without vaccine. But then countries like that, Canada is on the, the weak side, right? They'll totally sort of let them through without vaccines. They're just going to have to probably quarantine. So they're just going to try to, like, through attrition, make most people vaccinate. But what's funny is that Canada doesn't have enough, vac enough vaccines to do it. So it's kind of like a, a, a tricky one for them to, to, to sort it out. Now, if I want to visit personally... Do I have to? I have to show proof of vaccination, and do I have to quarantine? Say I'm coming from uh, uh, I, from New York. So. U.S. Uh, so I don't think. Uh, uh, yeah, you should be able to come because I think they opened the borders already. Uh, but if you don't want to quarantine uh, with partner countries or whatever the fuck, if you show your vaccine stamps, uh, you don't have to quarantine. But then. If you don't have vaccine or, or stamps or whatever, then you do have to quarantine. Uh, I think they're they're getting rid of the gulags soon, which was some rented hotels that were like absolute like shit, uh, where people had to go for two three days and do 50 tests or whatever. Um, and now I think what's going to happen is if you're Canadian resident when you come back and you don't have vaccines you have to stay home for two weeks gotcha okay that makes a lot of sense but you should be able to come now yeah i mean i've been meaning to visit so uh i'll let you know when i'm in that neck of the woods uh you know i also bumped into that tahini's guy i forget his name he's in miami every, every time i saw him i saw him bumped into him like three or four times i'm like oh man i gotta go to canada and get some of this food <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll let you know, my uh, friend, when I make it up there. Uh, maybe, maybe you take me hunting and you're part of the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So, would, um, would you mind if I jumped in here really asked and asked NBK a, a question? Yeah, go for it, Chip. So, I know this isn't Lightning Friday, but um, what's, your, what's your current status on Lightning Network hardware, man? Uh, so, so Lightning uh, has some inherent issues around hardware because Lightning requires statefulness, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like chain state. So it's very hard to make air gap 
solutions <laughs> with state, right? So, uh, so it's just like, so it starts from that premise, right? Okay, fine. So you can connect the cold card to the computer and use it via USB. Um, I, I was under the impression that some people have open and closed channels using Electrum uh, uh, with a cold card as the signer. I haven't tried it myself, uh, but I would start there. Um, and then if somebody can make a PSBT uh, 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 sort of glue program or, or some, uh, some PR on Electrum or whatever, uh, we should be able to sign it, right? The, the biggest bottleneck is this. We don't do stuff that is not standard, period. If it's not a BIP, we're not going to probably support it. Um, because we want things to be a bit more future-proof, right? We don't want to create our own way of signing Lightning or whatever. So we use PSBT as the sole way of getting stuff in and out of cold card for signatures. So if somebody makes a opening or closing channel uh, PSBT file, for lack of a... Uh, uh, explanation here that is uh, let's uh, that that should be signable because it is a standard Bitcoin transaction right it's just multi-sig transaction um, and then going forward though uh, we do support libsac right so uh, we are using the the libsac the k1 right so so the the, the master of that uh, of that uh, lib uh, and then uh, we just we're just too swamped to 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 mess around. But uh, people interested in messing around, they could try to load the the Z uh, the ZK one, which is the experimental libsec, and that one can do all the things that people want to do with the coming features, right? So all the Taproot stuff, all the Schnorr stuff, and all all those things. Um, but again, it, it needs to be PSBT route. Do you see yourself doing, you know, more lightning stuff as time goes on, just by like a byproduct of, you know, things improving and things like that? Um, I mean, so I, I like lightning is super cool, right? Uh, I think personally, the future of lightning especially because of its inherent uh, statefulness and lower amount, actual value amount transactionness. Uh, it's more of like a phone wallet fit or, or a server sort of side fit, right? Um, I think that's more where things will go. I think the large majority of lightning stuff for consumers will be custodial or semi-custodial um, because the aside from privacy considerations the risk of financial loss is much smaller right the you don't have to be concerned about like losing ten dollars so if you have a, a, a say a year or two from now say uh, like a, a semi-custodial lightning wallet on your phone solves some of the privacy considerations or, or improves the privacy considerations. It's going to be hard to compete with that 
uh, for the average consumer or even the more advanced consumer. Uh, even I use uh, uh, custodial lightning wallets on the phone. Uh, I just like it's just it's just too much. Like there's a lot of stuff happening in Bitcoin. Uh, we focus more on large money being stored by uh, sort of self custody, right? So people that want to hold their own Bitcoin. Uh, how that fits into Lightning, it's tricky because it's a whole other universe of of like things for you to develop. And we don't want to spread ourselves too thin. We really want to focus on securing your sats. Uh, and then you move your sats from a cold card into your Lightning wallet, whatever that is. And and if cold card can sign uh, Lightning for closing and opening channels, especially on the server side with the CK bunker, then then that's great. But like doing cold card for consumers to sign LN, I, I just, I don't see the point. Can I jump in here very quickly? There we go. Uh, we got open noms with us. Uh, we've overcome some technical difficulties. What's going on, noms? Yes, very good. Thanks. I've managed to be up on my Kinex OS phone, which is an achievement. It just froze out. I mean, it closed the app the last time I've switched the micro microphone on, but now it's working. So, yeah. Hi, 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 Ivan, NVK, uh, Chaz, everyone, Christopher. Um, I found this, um, obviously, the call card PSBT function very exciting, and, and I just would like to point out that there is, there's been a big improvement in the LND release, the 013, um, which makes you able to import external XBOBs into the on-chain part of the LND wallet, which could be a code card, right? So yeah, it could be a lot. It could be a cool. lot of things. It could be your samurai yeah, mixes, maybe. It could be a join market, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, yeah, so I had a, I had a couple of. Um, ideas about this already and the, the big thing is that it, it uses a psbt format so it's not something new obviously for like samurai uh, you would need to um, convert it to a raw transaction but that's not uh, difficult it can be done with like bitcoin core or electrum or or or, or you know samurai might as, at some point might be able to sign psbt's as well but in any case you know that that account which you import can be multi-sig or can be like total cool storage and you can construct the PSBT with LND and which I'm sure we will see you, uh, you, uh, graphical interfaces for like, you know, Thunderhub or RTL or, or even BOSS um, in the command line and you will be able to pass that on either, you know, the usual way through an SD card or, or like uh, or through a QR code to your hardware wallet, including cold card. Or with the CK bunker, you could you could actually make some kind of API or even a command line interfaces, as Enrique uh, pointed out on on the Twitter thread, that uh, it's already possible to kind of uh, run a CK bunker and then give it paste PSBT on this on the command line and have it signed according to the. So I'm I'm so I'm so I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is what I'm want to bring into Zeus as the biggest new feature on the redesign. Uh, I would like people to be able to craft channel opens and then be able to open them from the device, like a hard wear wallet device with the camera and QR code uh, scanner that 
like uh, like say the Kobo Vault or uh, what's the new one, the Keystone. I know there's also Spectre the DIY. Spectre DIY, which I want to put together. And of course, uh, I've been berating Rodolfo over here to release his own cold card QR product. Um, so Rodolfo, I know you're just fudding QR codes and scanners because you're dragging your feet on getting this release out the door. <laughs> So can you can you quit doing that? Can you send me a prototype and we'll work on the, the validation, the confirmation phase? Because so, the problem is the user not validating that data, right, on the PSBT stuff. Yeah. So so there is there is a few things, right? I mean, there is a lot less need than people think for a hardware wallet that can read QRs, because. Uh, and I'll tell you this from like what's not like it's not this is not the shiny sort of like experimental stuff that people love to talk about on Twitter, but like just from like that we have a very decent size user base, and most people one are never going to use a phone for large amounts of money, even if they're using a harder wallet, right? Because you cannot control your privacy on the phone properly. I mean, sure you can if you you know do graphene and you put Tor and then you run your own node on the phone. Oh, that's it's right. not it's trivial. Realistic. It's definitely not trivial. Yeah, exactly. So so what people do is, and this is the large majority of the people holding money that matters to them, right? Like so more than spending money, they have a, a spare laptop or even their main machine, where they have Bitcoin Core. And then they have Spectre, they have uh, a Sparrow, they have Electrum, something like that. Uh, and that's sort of like their money machine, right? And then they use that machine to talk to the cold card, either via USB or via SD card, only when they're going to sign, right? So oftentimes that cold card is not even on the premise of where the computer is. So the, the microSD shuffle is, is a lot more important that it seems, right? The USB shuffling of data means you can take the data from the money machine, your laptop, that's like sort of like your, your bank machine, right? Uh, all the way to your secret location where you have your hardware wallet uh, without carrying the actual hardware wallet with you, right? So the hardware wallet never leaves your secure location. Uh, and never goes any place that radios are accessible, like nothing, right? It just lives in some dark place, and, and that's where it goes. Uh, and that's not even to count, you know, if people are splitting things, if they have passphrase or whatever, right? Um, so the problem with incentivizing people to use QR codes and harder wallets is that you're making easy for them to have the device in their hands where they shouldn't. Right, you shouldn't carry your hardware wallet around with you. So, so let's 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 and, bring that back. So, you're saying that when I'm scanning QR codes, I gotta be within line of sight, whereas with a micro SD card, I could just put the PSBT on there and take it to another location. That's right. Interesting. Uh, and then, and then there is also so it's like a bunch of like little UX things that do cause people to lose or not lose money, right? And then, of course, there's like a lot of people fall for evil QRs. Not that the microSD fully solves that, but it sort of pushes away the QR from view at all, right? Um, we're not building a QR code capable device 
uh, that's just not our priority, but it's sort of like a side project that we have for actually quite some time. Um, it's just that if you're going to build a hardware device that has QR capability, then not focusing on the hodo, but focusing on other things that you want to do with QRs, you want to do with stagefulness, seems more useful. Hmm, interesting. So how do you think you're going to proceed forward then with the cold card line? Is there not going to be a model now with the camera and the color screen or whatnot? Yeah, so so what we're doing is Mark IV is, is like focus on increased security, but it's like between quotes, infinite memory, because it's just like, <laughs> it's a few orders of magnitude more memory. Wow, um, multiple orders yeah, of magnitude? Yeah, uh, like that's why we're, we joke internally. It's like relatively speaking is infinite memory. Um, and uh, many other sort of like capabilities in that spectrum. So like much bigger chip family, uh, you know, we, we have some interesting things going on in secure elements. Did, um, wait, 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 did you say and, secure elements plural? I, I think there was noise on the line. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah like the focus is that right okay. so it's like you know we're going to refine the, the 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 plastic a little more uh it, it's the same it's like clear uh but like we, we want to just sort of it's a it, it's mark four so it's incremental right the qr camera stuff with bigger uh, uh screen and all that stuff that's a separate product line it's not going to be the mk line it's uh it's going to be for people who don't need as hardcore security. They're willing to add other dependencies into the stack, including that camera. Uh, for yeah, it's like more complexity. It, it, it's uh, it, you know, it's going to be able to do more things, but it's going to have different set of trade-offs, right? It's it's like a, a different beast. For sure. Cool. All right. Well, you know, I, I should might as well just give you my money now because I want both those products. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me send you a, an LN invoice. Yeah, there we go. For, for those who don't, haven't been following me and Rodolfo going back and forth on Twitter, I say I will implement Lightning Network payments on the CoinKite shop if he gives me an original block clock. Rodolfo, the offer's still on the table, but you know, if you want to sub that out for a nice selection of the new cold cards, you can work something. I don't. I don't have more OG block clocks. That's it. Are they all gone now? Yeah. Whatever we made is sold. I have my own stash, but that's it. Hell yeah. Well, congrats, man. Uh, you've had a hell of a year. Uh, a lot of people picking up that block clock, Vinny. I'm happy to see it a uh, whole bunch of places. Anytime I hang out at a Bitcoiner's house, it seems like they have it. So uh, yeah, props to you for making another great product. But... I mean, you know, it's a, it's a fun space to build stuff to. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right. Uh, who else we got up here? Uh, we had Jester up here, but I guess he dipped. I hope he's still uh, recording everything. Um, yeah, this is, this is pretty much a free-for-all, folks. If anyone wants to get in on the mix, let's see. Uh, there's Actually, Jester. can I? Oh, go ahead, Rodolfo. No, I'm, I'm sorry if I cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no, I'm, 
I, I thought, no, 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 no worries. My, my connection is shit here. So, like, I keep on not knowing when things start or things end. Uh, I'm actually curious for open arms. Like, I, was it you who created the, the open and close the channels on Electrum with Hardware Wallet? Or, like, I, I think you did something, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, I put together a guide on satbase.org, which is like my little blog website. It's, so I wrote out a guide to use PSPTs um, with Electrum to batch open channels. And that also uses the balance of Satoshi's uh, tool or the Boz tool. Um, so, so yeah, I've, I've got a guide on that. Uh, the, the issue from like a UI perspective is that you only have 15 minutes um, to actually construct the PSBT and sign it. Um, that, that's the current version. So, um, so that could you, can, can you, can you push that through the CK bunker API? Like, um, so like, say you have a cold card, like hot connected right to the computer, just sort of send it over for it to sign. Uh, but potentially, you know, I'm not familiar with that, the hardware and, uh, going through that process, but maybe open arms might be able to speak to that. Yeah, I didn't try that kind of workflow. You have actually only have 10 minutes, not 15. So it's, it's a bit, uh, no, but that's why. CK Bunker would come even more useful. Um, yeah, that's that's one of my projects I'm, I'm really looking into to kind of implement CK Bunker properly and start to play with it. Certainly possible. I mean, it's a PSBT, so it should be able to sign. The, the opportunities that uh, signing and opening channels with a PSBT provides, um, it, it also enables you to batch open the channels so you can actually realize quite a bit of savings um, and then so which means that you can increase your profits as a routing node if you just back yeah and you don't have to broadcast them right so you can you can have in your hand uh, a whole bunch of different uh, 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 sign transactions just unbroadcast them just hold them and then pick the one that makes the most sense like you could have different fees set up on them uh, no and not have the device connected anymore so so the way it works you need to communicate with the lightning peer first to establish the channel so then you will get the multisig address from that interaction and you need to send the agreed amount to that multisig address within 10 minutes for the request to be live still so for the peer to accept the channel and the channel to be open um so that's that's a time limit so this is not about like justice transactions or anything else this is just the actual channel funding workflow cool and, and also i mean psbt support is, is big i mean in sea lightning as well they they're actually their kind of basic um channel opening flow is based on PSBTs, like they didn't even implement anything else, which is which is great in terms of uh, compatibility and you know, just constructing all kinds of transactions. So do they Mom, look like a, you just a little bit? Do they look like standard Bitcoin transactions or, or is there anything sort of like non standard about them? So it would be just, you know, the, the, the hardware wouldn't even care. 
No, it's just it's just a send to a to a funding a two of two multisig address. That's the transaction. There's nothing. Well, there you go, it. Evan. So your your problem is solved already. You just gotta use it. <laughs> there we go. Just gotta put it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Just been messing around with a lot of PSPT stuff. Hopefully, I could. Uh, Put it out with a bunch of uh, the Zeus updates with the redesign and whatnot. It's going to be a fun summer, let me tell you folks. Busy as hell, but it's so well worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After, after, you mean after the show, I'm trying to pick up my um, my Keystone device too. Lixen sent me one of the new Kobo successors too. So be messing around with PSPT's uh, air gaps with QR code and camera on that front too. So a lot of tools to mess around with. Yeah, the most most extreme kind of use of this kind of function is to coin join into a lightning channel, which is already possible with join markets since you are able to pay to an external address with a coin join with join market uh, using your own amount, no pool sizes and such. But um, only problem is that for now, as we don't have taproot outputs yet, and obviously lightning is not. Latin channels are not using taproot outputs either. Uh, it is obvious which output is sticking out, and that output would belong to the taker as well who initiated the whole transaction. So, like you do a nine participant score jo coin join, and only one address is longer, which is a two of two multisig. So, obviously, you know, that is being used to. Um, that, that was the one which belongs to the initiator of the channel. So if you if it, of the coin join. So if you have um, a minuscule chance because you only did one coin join, um, and you would have a chance to kind of identify with this coin join Sudoku who was the taker, then you know you could basically have have a link there, which is not uh, not a good idea. Good idea to have also because of the time limit that you have only 10 minutes to do this and you need to coordinate with all the other participants, you know, you could be out of time as well. So that is not, not something which which would be recommended. But it's really so in Rodolfo's situation where he's like going to an undisclosed bunker somewhere, uh, he has to get there within 10 minutes and load up that transaction sign. Well, you can. You can Access exactly. it on a hidden service. Yeah, I, I would probably access it. That's right. That's that's mm -hmm. what you would do. Yeah. There yeah, we go. So, so on the device you're using for to be essentially your HS, your Lightning HSM, that wouldn't be on. Like, I mean, you can still put it in a remote location over Tor. That's what the CK bunker was designed for. But, uh, you, you know, like if this is just your your channel sort of uh, management tool, right? Um, you don't have to have all your life savings there. Right? That could be in your house, uh, uh, and uh, and you're gonna be just fine. Uh, your TV is gonna probably be worth more. So I, I don't think that's like the security profile there. That's a concern. Yeah, I mean the other thing is with having like uh, using an external wallet with Lightning that you can also specify the channels to be closed or to an external address at two times either when you are opening the channel so it can be only closed to that address in a cooperative case or when you are closing the channel you can also if it have, hasn't been 
um, decided yet then your side of the amount you can for your your side of the amount you can specify an address which can be an external address and it can be a code card and it obviously if it's been already like kind of imported the export was imported to LND then you know it can be streamlined much much better so um, once you close the channel then you have it in cold storage straight away now that's pretty that's pretty nice touch but when am I going to be able to have my channel close go right into a coin join transaction that's when things get really fun I know we're going to get a lot of enhancements with Taproot. Uh, we're going to obfuscate our channel opens and close in that regard. But when can I take it the extra mile and throw it to a proper point join right out of my lightning channel? Well, why, why don't you just feed it into your join market uh, 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 maker uh, wallet? Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's what you have to do right now. Um, but if you had some way of divvying it up, and splitting into like the exact size pool and it kicks off the transaction, uh, that would be something else to behold. But hell, we're heading in the right direction and uh, you know, we've already got a great array of tools to help enhance our privacy and we know it's gonna be getting better in November. Fingers crossed, you know, hopefully the miners don't screw us right Rodolfo was That's alluding right. to earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's I, like nothing, nothing is given, right? <laughs> nothing is given, yeah. Don't trust verify, as they say. So let's see. Let's see. A lot of, a lot of awesome uh, stuff going on that front. And, uh, yeah, I think in the next year, we're going to see a lot of better user interfaces to help make those interactions better. Evan, you know, you're, you're not... uh, why don't you send LN to Liquid BTC, do some rounds there, <laughs> then peg out? With the confidential transactions? Yeah, well, I mean, uh it's a I nice think, mix there, and, and it's cheaper fees, too. I think Greg Rubles was talking about this on Twitter a little bit. Uh, Greg is from Blockstream. He's a really fun follow, uh, Rubles. And he was talking about how L2 can let you swap in and out different commitments from, like, different sidechains and whatnot for your channels. So, like, have taking funds from LN and using that to do, like, a liquid transfer which was crazy. It was like a way over my head, but I think things are going to become uh, quite interesting, the interactions between Lightning and Liquid. I mean, right now, today, you could go on Liquid, right, and spin up a LN node on that, and you have those assurances because, you know, those channels opens and closes are with confidential transactions, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like, the, you know, the trade-off there is the Federation, but, like, Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, they could collude. I, I feel I feel like people sort of hate a little bit too much on that. Like, it, it, you know, I don't know of a lot of stories of people being censored on Tether, right? <laughs> Tether and Tether <laughs> is fully censorable. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I mean, Tether is essentially like completely disrupting the offshore bank account, right? So if you want to hold dollars. <laughs> and you don't want anybody to know, just use Tether. And they're not really going to censor individuals. Um, so uh, so when you think about how, how much better the federation system is on Liquid uh, in terms of, like, uh, censorship resistance, um, you know, like, I, I think it's totally worth playing around with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Liquid is, like, head and shoulders above existing custodial solutions right where only just one party has to be like okay 
this is a no-go. I'm taking your funds. So it's what is it? It's like something like three or 15 at least at the Kaloon, or maybe it's higher. Well, but, so, so yeah, so it's tricky, right? If I remember, if they have a problem, it drops from uh, whatever the, the big quorum is to a much smaller one, a three out of five or something like that. Uh, but but even so, I mean, like, mm. it's fairly distributed. The actors on it are reasonable for now. Uh, and, you know, eventually there, there should be a, a, a competing federation, right, for Liquid 2, uh, which I think would actually make Liquid even more interesting, uh, even the Blockstream Liquid, let's put it this way. Um, I think they should incentivize a competing chain. Um, gives cover, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. While we're talking about Liquid, uh, gotta say, anyone who hasn't should go back and find the Citadel Dispatch with Wiz and Adam back. They go really into the weeds on Liquid and uh, you know how the Federation works, what, what the restrictions are, uh, potential scaling issues. Like that was like a really long rip. I don't think I've heard Adam back do that long a talk. And uh, yeah, it was probably one of my favorite podcasts that uh, Matt's put together on Dispatch so far. So check that out, freaks. I don't know the number offhand, but I'm sure you can find it on CitadelDispatch.com with a quick search. Yeah, the big thing with. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I hit the mute everyone button. This UI is awful. Sorry, Noms. Okay, sorry. Uh, that's fine. Um, so just a note on the confidential transactions that, you know, when there was this sweet sweet spike, I was like, uh, you know, I had a little chat with like IRC about um, like, you know, what would take for join market to run on liquid, right? Because it's, it's the elements D is quite similar to Bitcoin D. There are just a couple of things which you need to change to be able to uh, construct transactions on liquid rather than bitcoin but um that is actually because of the confidential transa transactions you don't need equal amount outputs um you need only basically batch transactions with multiple participants so you can go into a telegram group i mean okay now maybe not telegram matrix or you know like xmpp or something uh, which is more private and um pass around your kind of PSVTs, PSVTs you don't need to know, and you just you know signing your inputs to go to the to your outputs and merge them together and basically it will appear as a coin join um, because the amounts will not be seen. So it's quite interesting, but obviously you, know, you have the problem pegging out. Uh, but then... Using IM for for node coordination was a thing back in the day for people that don't know. There was an IRC channel for you to find Bitcoin nodes uh, and then Electrum uh, nodes too for some time. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I did not know that. This must have been uh, pre, uh, you know, the initial seeds and whatnot run by everyone. So you would just hop on there and say, I need some peers. I, I'm not thinking. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Like if you try to take like a shitcoin node, uh, you know, uh, I'm not proud to admit it, but I was helping a friend sync their Dogecoin node to dump their coins, right? And, you know, if you don't have ample peers, you cannot sync that thing. It's ridiculous. So they go through all these hoops of, like, downloading torrents with the vast majority of the blocks. So, uh, yeah, I, I 
I guess it makes a lot of sense for people to be advertising that they are out on the network on something like IRC. That's pretty funny. Yeah, this is more about like uh, manually coordinating batch transactions. It's not really um, like obviously you shouldn't connect to you know other people, other people's nodes, if, especially if you don't know them. Uh, and also, if you're sharing your transaction, then you know you're sharing all the all the data, which is within it. So it's it's not a recommended thing. It just could be kind of a proof concept to start off. Um, kind of quasi coin joints on liquid and then obviously you could automate it it's some peer-to-peer communication system um that didn't was... joint market also had at some point uh irc too if i remember but joint market does communicate uh, in irc but it's those are uh, yeah anonymized bots so that's right you know they, yeah. they don't give out all the information only if they engage in the coin join then obviously they tell about their inputs and outputs to the taker um who is the coordinator and who also pays the fees. So that's why it's uh, the most private way to use the market is to be a taker, to initiate the contracts and coordinate the same form. But yeah, all the communication is still in IRC. So there is like a public order book, which is, which is, an IR, uh, which is like two or three IRC servers, which are obviously public. So, you, you know, reports advertise the amount offered, which are all randomized, so that it cannot be correlated to the actual, you know, value held in the wallet, and also um, the amount and the fees they are, they are offering for. And then when there is matches with the taker, then they would, the communication would be in encrypted DMs still on IRC. Wait, so so the there's obviously system system flood protection there, so, you know, you cannot go Wait, so is this the default mechanism for JM? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Wow. Yeah. I, I, had, I had no idea. Yes. This... Did they ever implement the Fidelity bonds or... No, they never happened, right? Well, it's not like never happened. It's in progress, right? In the next zero. Right, okay. So Joe Market just had a new release now, uh, which is like a kind of a, a minor release, right? Zero eight three. Uh, it's loads of kind of efficiency uh, gains and some privacy improvements and you know, some algorithmic stuff, bug fixes, etc. Um, but in the next major release, 0 0.9, it is planned to have the Fidelity Bonds uh, merged in and working. I mean, it, it's it's already the PR is is, is being reviewed and tested since uh, many months now. Um, and I mean, there is progress in there. Awesome. And then also, I mean, it's great. It's great seeing how how these like projects they've been around so long and they're still iterating. You know, there's always something to improve on JM or. You know, all, all these projects. Yeah. I mean, the communication layer, you know, obviously, I mean, IRC is something which is reliable and it has been working for, you know, five plus years now. Uh, but comes comes with trade-offs. I mean, you need to sometimes jump IRC servers. Like it's, you know, like JM wasn't using Freenode, free uh, except for their kind of, you know, developer chat, normal uh, communication channel. Um, but you know, some some servers obviously go down, and then you need to change, or they, you need to change the address in, in, in 
Agents and Resetters and etc. Um, and obviously there is the flood protection, uh, which is like a rate limitation. But um, I mean, it's it's yeah, it, it is one thing which someone could take and improve upon. There's been like proposed and you know, partially done as well. But I mean, as any open you know, project, open arms like off off the shelf, it just works. I mean, you gotta be just a little bit more technical to use JM, but. For, for people that haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. Like, because um, you actually make money as a maker. So you, you just you put some funds in a, in a machine you're going to run this thing and you just let it run. You set your, your fees and that's it. It's like, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I would say it's, it's quite... Um, so the income is very much comparable to kind of an amateur, let's say. I mean, everyone is, is an amateur pretty much, you know, except like Alex Bosworth, but to, uh, to an amateur routing nerd, the income on GM is comparable to that, except there is no way to lose money in the coin join as a maker, because, you know, obviously only signing transactions, which are bringing some fee to you, maybe only a couple of satoshis, uh, but you always gain privacy. And there is no babysitting either, right? It's like set it and forget set it. Set and forget, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what happens on the joining box as well. It's basically just uh, run, yep. runs as a system D process. And, you know, until it's, it's, it gets shut down, it just goes in the background and does its communication. Over tour. It's great fun, you know. Try join market, and then and then it's the, the thing is that you can. You don't end up with fixed amounts, but you have a wide range of you know. If you started a big UTX or if you're broken up to smaller ones, if you have a lot of smaller ones, then you know it can be merged together through coin joins by others as well as well as by yourself if you are opting to be a taker. Um, so the thing is, you will have you know a wide range of amounts available to open a channel. So if you just uh, want to construct a PSBT from that, you know you can import your your Xbox to the NND wallet now, or you can just do the external funding with the balance of satoshis or with with C Lightning, and you can just choose the the UTXO you would want to spend and obviously account for some fees and. If you want to, if you prefer privacy, pay higher fees on the transaction and don't create any change. If you want to be sure that your transaction goes through, even if there is a fee spike, then you must think of creating a bit of a change to be able to CPFP, child's pay for parent, the general opening transaction, because if it doesn't get into the blockchain in two weeks after opening the channel, then it will become a stale channel and you know you can it can be stuck if you if you lose your information because the peer won't take any note of it anymore so your only chance will be to force close it yourself so yeah there are some things like that using external wallets but yeah i think with uh, anthony we've been going through of, of, of this question about how to how to best to use the coin control in Lightning, which was, I mean, just coming from the different sides of UTX in the join market wallet, 
how do you, how would you do the coin control the best? And as, as we said then as well, that for privacy it is best to just use my UTXO without change, but then you are exposing yourself to the risk of you know getting stuck. In the uh, now, so I have one question. What, what's the volume looking like over at JM right now? I haven't been on a while. And yeah, what's uh, like yeah. the Any questions on this kind of things? I seem to just um, keep going on these. Uh, Nam, so I have one question. What, what's the volume looking like over at JM right now? I haven't been on a while. And what's like the biggest and smallest order I could get filled over there? Well, I mean, smaller orders. I mean, you can always, that is the next Bitcoin team does run a, a public uh, OB watcher, which is not uh, a public order book watcher, which is for which you don't need to spin up your own instance. So if you go to nixbitcoin.org, slash ob watcher then it's 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 all there i mean it's just the list they offers from the others. but it varies tremendously right like yes, it does. it's like you could have thousands of coins or you could have just a few hundred coins right like it's uh and it's usually few sort of all over the place the top is usually a few hundred i mean very few would, would go yeah. to so I would, I would say you know i wouldn't be comfortable even if you know i would have that kind of uh, uh amounts at hand to go and join anything which has like you know less than 10 makers available let's say uh, because then you have you have hardly any any want to, to choose from and then easy easy very easy to kind of build it so evan you can put your fifty thousand coins there as a maker you you you, you do well <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, just yeah. I'm looking at. I'm pulling up the the site right now. I'm on nixbitcoin.org/obwatcher. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it looks like there's some pretty uh pretty big orders listed. So the counterparties all can list their minimum and maximum sizes. Yeah, and you can list, as well yeah. as their different fees. If you if you click on the top uh, of the road and you can list by the maximum size or the minimum size. And I mean overall, the very small ones, you know, uh, okay, so I wouldn't so really go under like hundred. Hundreds K Satoshi's maybe. But there are plenty of offers now at, at like 30,000 30, Satoshi's. I mean, you know, that a significant part of that will be a fee if you, if you go for joining. Wow. Okay. So I, I got it now. So we got 527 orders here. We got 325 counterparties. The max size anyone's willing to do looks to be 320 and a half Bitcoin. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So, so consider that. That's... And the smallest. And, and it does go through, man. If you watch that. We'll see. Yeah, and that's unbelievable. Yeah, and consider that. That's and the smallest looks to be like two thousand seven hundred and thirty sats, which is pretty incredible too. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just someone setting. So yeah, definitely a definitely a nice distribution uh, right there as well. Another interesting thing on this is that uh, if if the volumes start to grow. If they see action, they will make more coins available. Uh, they will make uh, uh, more entries there. Oh, yeah, It's fairly absolutely. dynamic. Yeah, like you, you see there's people sort of watching this well. So, so what you need to consider and... with this maximum size is that it is, there are five mixed depth in the join market wallet. And you can only coin join at, at one time from one mixed depth. So, you know, if you keep rolling these... Uh, coins across, you know, through coin joints across the mixed depth, then they will basically have a close to kind of an e equal distribution between the five. So, you know, if someone is 
keeping their you know thousand bitcoins on um, on join market for a couple of months, then they will probably end up having like you know three hundred twenty or like you know two hundred in a, in a mix depth. But there will be almost five times as much in the whole uh, um, wallet, right? And then that was actually a change in the in the latest release that so far uh, as a maker you you would offer always from the smallest kind of uh, the, the least uh, the smallest mix depth you had coins in but now the the maker kind of will try to fulfill the uh, coin join in a way that it will accumulate the coins in one mix depth so it can increase its potential maximum size rather than uh, creating this equal distribution but still, you know, coins will be distributed between between the five mixes in, in any way. So yeah. now, for someone who might might be new to join market, how, well, how would you describe a mixed depth? Is that is that anything like your anon set? And how no, do the two relate? No, it, it, so a mixed depth is just five accounts, right? So it's like five derivation path of the same XBOB uh, or the same seed, yeah. So as you can, mm -hmm. you can create those in like Ledger Live on one click, right? <laughs> or, or you can have it on, on any kind of hardware wallet or, um, or Electrum or anything. So you, can, you could uh, import these seeds to, to other wallets as well because it's all BIP39 compatible. So it's, it's just five accounts where you would generally fund one or you have, if, if you have different sources of front funds, you could, you could deposit to you know, one from to one from this exchange, one to another one to uh, from another exchange. Maybe if you don't have a, if you have a non KYC source, you would you would deposit it uh, to the third mix depth. So these coins won't mix without a coin uh, together without a coin join, right? Because that the way the way join market works when you make a coin join or when you participating in a coin join as a maker as well, only the coin join output progresses. To the next mix depths, right from you know one to two or two to five, two to three, three to four, and then four to four back to zero, and then zero to one. So that's how you have the five. It's 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 circular. With these are scripts which you can edit. So you know you can have like an acyclical distribution, acyclical kind of movement of coins as well. But by default, it is it is going through the five and back to the first through coin joints. So if you deposit to different mix depths, then you know these coins won't be seen, won't be merged together. And also the the non-mixed output is not being mixed with the coin join output, right? So it doesn't happen like you know there is always, always like a third coin join implementation which we like to see say that it is not very well implemented that with one click you can just send all and you know um, uh, batched together, uh, merged together the non-mix changed with the mixed outputs and then you know it, it just takes away all the enons that you were, you were accumulating. With join market it is uh, segregated like has the same uh, same idea as it is happening with like Samurai wallet that you have your pre-mixed um, uh, pre-mixed wallet or your deposit deposit wallet like in, in Samurai Wallet, it's called Wallet rather than Account, but it's the same thing. It's just another derivation path. So you deposit to one, 
and then you mix and it goes to post-mix wallet or another account and then the there the non-mixed unmixed change is actually going to a third account which is called like a bad bank or like toxic change right uh, so that way it is separated and they are not you cannot send from all the wallets in Samurai wallet or all the mix that in John market you cannot uh, by default you cannot uh, construct a transaction which is sending from more than one mix depth. So this is automatically done during when you are a maker that you can only send from one at a time. Uh, doesn't answer the question. <laughs> cool. Yes. Sounds like a you know very uh, in depth way to manage your inputs and make sure they don't get mixed up and potentially compromise your uh, privacy. Yeah, so that's so the point. Cool. That's the point of having. Thank you for that explainer. It's a very underappreciated project because it doesn't have a marketing team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's no one that's going to come and yell at you and be very aggressive about why you're not using Join Market. Uh, <laughs> that, that's I, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it is a great mixer. I, I really am a big fan of it. Uh, you know, it's definitely got its own nuances to it. Uh, there's definitely a bit of a more of a lift to use it, but I'm glad it's now in implemented in Raspberry Blitz and you have the, the join market project, uh, the join box project that's integrated there. So that's awesome. I would really like to see it implemented on more node platforms. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's completely different than having like a coordinated uh, centralized uh, coordinator that's putting the mixes together. And it's all done with a market model which is, you know, super unique. No one else, to my knowledge, is doing something like that. So I'm, I'm really glad it's around. I'm really glad people like you are putting time to maintain it and make it better and, and make better UXs for it. So so thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I like it because I use it myself. And, uh, you know, just wanted, <laughs> yeah, just exactly. To, just I just mean, wanted to streamline it. That's, uh, that's what the joining box is about. And also it can be... I mean, that's how the best projects are, are made, man. Just scratching your own itch to get something done. And if anyone else likes it too and happens to use it, that's just a bonus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, have, you know, having like, you know, contributors to this, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's just really great to kind of, you know, come people, uh, have people coming in and then like, um, you know, just... Uh, Fix it this or that, or just even opening issues or, or giving some feedback is 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 very useful. And um, yeah, the other thing. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. I, I just want to to underscore that you don't have to be a programmer to help out with any of these open source projects. There's so much work that can be done from just being a user, reporting issues, giving feedback, um, you know, testing and in testing beta releases or. You know, even doing something like helping with the translations on like a trans effects or something. There's so many different ways you can help contribute to these projects. So yeah, documentation um, is, is, is it, the biggest thing because all the developers, you know, they can be very good, but you know, it's very difficult to kind of make make the documentation <laughs> something which you, you you wrote the code for, right? Because uh, obviously it works. It's in the it's in the code. Why would I need to? You know, it's like right. Yeah, you understand it. It's like you almost have to step out of your shoes and see like what an outsider would perceive everything. That that's what I have a problem with now. With with Zeus, we're working on new documentation sites, and uh, yeah, like I I can't be the one to write it. I'm too close to it. So all I can do is like you know try to get the perspective of other people, help with the copy, and uh, you know it, just, it can't just try be to worse it. than ours. We don't even have search. 
Oh, man. That's all right. Pop in Google. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's definitely a, one of the big projects we're putting together alongside our redesign this summer. But, yeah, documentation is tricky. So, folks, if you're thinking about, you know, projects you like and you're not quite a programmer, there's tons of ways to get involved. So Come redo yeah. the docs. Come yeah, come help, docs. come help. Come help the, <laughs> with the cold card docs, please. Rodolfo <laughs> needs it direly. Uh, so yeah, just just get involved, be vocal, try to reach out on the platforms that these projects are communicating on, whether it be IRC or their forums or the GitHub. And there's there's always plenty of work to do with these projects. Yeah. So many times you get start involved, it. folks. Yeah, many times you need to start it. Why would I want to do this? Right? <laughs> Why do I need to run a full node? Why would I want to connect it, connect a wallet to it? You know? Why would I want to coin join? And yeah, that's very that's all very valuable. You know. Uh, who people who are uh, kind of just spreading the word about how why these people why these things are important and why why we need to need, need to do this and be be very kind of you know hardline on, on using using these tools which are available to us. So to open arms, I have another question for you. So how do we get more join market users? Do we just need a better or simpler GUI? Do we, does it need a mobile app? Well, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously, an API would be would be great. I mean, I'm not at the level where I could make it, but I can support it, right? Uh, and there is work done to that extent. But I mean, you know, it's like um, like it's Voxwing being the main code um, contributor and uh, kind of coordinator of the project, and like. Uh, Chris Belcher and you know a couple of other people who are working on it, like Christoph Kope, you know. I mean, he's actually working a lot of uh, like little UI things and and fixing bugs and stuff. But then you know some people are just so much. But these are programmers building UI, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're so much more interested in the protocol or like what other exactly. cool things we can do, right? And and how can we make it like you more know, private? They... And... Yeah. What would be amazing is like, you know, you have projects like Blue Wallet has a, a tab called Join Markets, right? That you just put the money and you press a button, yeah. right? That, that's yeah. like, if you want normal people to use it, you want this very sort of toned down, pretty sort of phone wallets. The, the phone wallets are interesting because they are stateful, right? Uh, and they're, they're just always connected. So uh, that 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 could be an interesting thing, and then you know if you're putting thousand coins there, then you probably want to do it from a secure computer, but uh, different problem. I mean, one thing is that I mean, obviously the number of makers, you know, that I mean, when I was started to kind of look at join market in what like you know two years ago or about, you know, we had, we're hardly hitting like you know hundred hundred orders, like you know sixty to ninety. It, it was obviously it was still on like the uh, grabbed segment addresses and you know managed to um, kind of have enough adoption of of native segment and also a bit of push from the community to kind of move over to to the native segment addresses like um, when was it like uh, i don't know like was it a year ago or half a year ago i mean it wasn't too too long ago but then now there is a sudden jump of of you know in the number of makers only and then you can actually obviously just scan the scan the blockchain there's a script in the join market kind of repo to do it to identify join market coin joints as well and there is like you know 
six, 30, 60 um, to 100 kind of transactions per day uh, being done with joint markets in England? Noms, uh, the, the, they, they used to have a lot of users, but this was way back when that project started. Um, when was it, like 2015? Yeah. That this came out? Yeah, it was around... 2015, they, they, yes. There used to be a lot of users. Yeah, and, and then sort of like, you know, it sort of slowly weighed off. Uh, it seems like, yeah, it seems like it's picking up again now. Mm. But um, there, there used to be, you know, all the all the crowd that had a, a need for privacy that was a little bit more needed. <laughs> and, also, yeah, and also they didn't care about the fees because it was... Um... That's right. I mean, obviously, much less value then. But I remember like, there's like a tweet from Chris Belcher from like you know 2015 that oh I, that was a good day and join market I made like 0.3 Bitcoin on it. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. That rules. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is crazy. Yeah. How many coin joins you need for that? Right. It's like hundreds. So, yeah. I mean, the the usage. I think obviously the awareness needs to be put up and then i mean you know it, it, these things cost money so i mean after all you want to be a taker as well so okay you can make some strategies being a maker but uh, but to to gain proper privacy you need to alternate the roles and you want to be a taker as well then you need to pay first i mean it's, it's all, all, almost negligible what you need to pay for the takers because everyone is like you know breaking them breaking themselves to to get into the coin joints, so they just lower their fees to close to zero. But the transaction fees are obviously can be significant, and we accept, we you know um, um, expect the transaction fees to be to be quite high, you know, going forward. And that certainly does take down the activity, the on-chain activity. And then yeah, it looks like Caps Adele is a spy in the audience now. You're oh, supposed to be working here, dude. <laughs> Let's invite him. Hold up, hold up, I got it. Damn, they let him out of early, man. Do Department of Homeland Security let you out of interrogation early. Can't believe it. Or, or maybe Usually, they, maybe it is them using his phone. It could be, you know, the the deep fakes. You could do a voice changer. We'll test him. We'll test him. We'll know for sure. That is, if he joins, who knows. Uh, but while Matt tries to join, or maybe not, um, Noms, does Join Market have any like bounties? Because uh, personally, I would really like to see an API get built around for it. That would really extend its, the use of it. Um, so, is there like a bounty system, or do we have to put one together ourselves to get this made? Um, well, there was yeah, there was already a request coming from like uh, Nifty Nile Lisa to kind of somehow coordinate with the dual funded channels and uh, and and coin joins um, yes but they are yep, obviously yep. an api would be would be a big step forward i mean the thing is you need to um, yeah you need to motivate motivate the people who are um, able to make it who are probably already existing kind of joint market developers to to do it yeah i mean you know a pub surely there was quite significant bounties from like uh, um, 
put them on anyway uh, for like just going to an implementation right which was like jointly jointly taken by like wasabi and and, and samurai as well right uh, or i'm not 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 sure uh, I'm, I'm i'm sure that uh, kind of the first kind of user-friendly coin joint implementation bounty was taken up by wasabi you know when they started and it was quite a quite a new thing and impressed everyone um but yeah there should be yeah, it just seems to me like since there's no financial incentive for like the centralized coordinator, because there is no coordinator, right? It's well, not like well, you there have... is, right? I mean, like if you if you are people who want to have more privacy, especially if you have a lot of income, uh, it's probably in our interest to make it easy for people to put in their clean coins in there, uh, or or even their sort of more complicated coins in there to get all mixed in, right? You are looking for more liquidity in there to get more privacy. Liquidity and more takers as well. Fair, that's fair. So more, more usage. Because, I mean, by default, if you just run, I mean, you have like a joint market queue. technical difficulties here. I, I can hear you, Evan. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we lost uh, yeah some, some connection issues. Uh, Noms, what were you saying? Do we have you back? I think I've, I've, have I been away? I still have the captions going for myself and for you as well. Interesting. Uh, yeah, we lost you there for a second. But uh, yeah, we're, we're just talking about potentially, uh, you know, getting an API for this thing and supporting this thing. If we have an API, we'll get more liquidity in it. Uh, that should be incentive enough for some of these big whales to contribute to a potential bounty, right? Yes, I mean, there, there are a couple of um, write-ups done for like a loose architecture. And yeah, I think I've already spoke to Fonten from uh, Fully Noted that he was you know, want to plug into that, and then obviously he was interested until we've seen that there is not much to plug into so far. But um, yes, uh, you know, this is for this, up for discussion for sure. Interesting. I'll have to get a little more uh, involved on that front. That's definitely something I'd like to see between that and uh, tying into Lightning Channel opens. A lot of exciting stuff going on on that. I mean, front. there are things which like. You know, there is this. I mean, I, I obviously cannot speak in in the name of anyone who is who is related to kind of this open sets project. You know, but this is something which, or, they, or, or also the HRF. You know, uh, this is something which they would probably be very happy to kind of. Yeah. So, if anyone, if, if by chance there's anyone who might be involved with open sets listening, you know, take a note. We'd really like to see something like this happen. You know, might might end up taking this API and working on an app myself. For a mobile combination. I got a freak in my DMs. He's saying he's down for a million sats bounty. So any potential potential devs thinking about implementing it, you know, the sats are coming in from the freaks. Uh, a lot of people are interested in it. And uh, I guess the point I was trying to make earlier is that since there's no like de facto central coordinator to have the incentive to uh, be iterating on stuff, we as a community, we have to make sure we step up and make sure that that we're contributing either with code or financially to the projects that, you know, or projects or wrappers that we want to see built. I mean, obviously here, the challenge is that you don't have, a, you actually don't have a, 
a central server a coordinator to plug into, right? So, um, I mean, so you would need to run feature, your not a bug. But yeah, absolutely. Obviously, this is this is the implementation which you cannot run without having Bitcoin Core fully synced, right? So, and you need to. I mean, you can connect to someone else's Bitcoin core node, but that would be, you know, not that easy, and um, you know, not a default kind of behavior for anyone. So um, the thing is that you would still need to run your node, and for that, I mean, you really need to have like a, a remote. I mean, yes, Zeus would be a, a great remote for to send kind of geometry transactions. But uh, what you can do is, you know, take the these those xbobs and construct transactions and there is s with ck bunker same with join market you can just paste and a, 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 a non-signed psbt the construct psbt which you can just sign with the valid tool after giving your passport password right not your passport your password right <laughs> um, <laughs> you got. You need to provide your uh, to bring it back to early. You got to press provide your vaccine passport to mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So. Um, so you can sign uh, an externally constructed PSBT with join market in the command line, or like the join inbox. You can just use that little menu, uh, which I've put together, uh, and you know, I mean, it could be probably implemented in the Qt interface as well, um, and that's how I would. I would really kind of send, you know, money out of there. Uh, not, not with a, a connected light wallet or like a or like a mobile wallet, to be honest. But um, but just coordinating yeah, from another separate cases. wallet, right? That just has the XPUBs, and then when you're ready to add them to the pool or whatever, you just move. Yes, them but over. it's also it's it's very technical to kind of run. I mean, very technical. So you know, it, you need to jump that fence to be able to to run your own nodes and just set up join market and have it running to be able to connect back to it, right? So it's not like a yeah, yeah. central service you could you, with an API which you can just plug into and use. Yeah, remote controller, just uh, like we do on Zeus. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So it's, it's, yeah, it's similar with Lightning, right? Uh, that you will exactly. either use use a custodial service, which you should, I mean, with Lightning you do because it's only pocket money. But obviously, <laughs> with your you know significant amount of your of your savings or your like months of salary and stuff like that, you know, you should put it into a custodial uh, coin join or co not even like you know any custodial mixer. There's been just a post by Bitcoin Q and A about uh, him being approached by by someone who's has lost his money using a website, which I won't. You know, say here, but this is an obvious scam um, uh, advertised to be a custodial mixer. So that's a huge no no, right? So you would only use your own node, and that would need to have it running. And then, do you then need a remote control? Yeah, definitely not trivial. Definitely a lot of challenges in there, but. At the same time, that's the ultimate. It's, it's definitely worth pursuing and, and definitely worth trying to get some people uh, trying to make it all one comprehensive uh, experience on the go. So let's see. And, you know, it looks like people are willing to put up money towards it. I got another freak on top of the original one in my DM saying they're but good for another Evan, million sets. Uh, privacy is only for people that have something to hide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, I mean, it's only for people who don't want, you know, people you send money to, to know every damn thing, you know, I mean, but we got to be open about it with a transparent ledger without mixing, right, and, and second layer tools. Bitcoin is like the perfect uh, surveillance technology. So we need to do, we need to A, take advantage, right, that we have that surveillance technology to get assurances about Bitcoin supply, but also B, need to counter that in our own economic transaction. So it's hell of a dichotomy, let me tell you, but it's definitely worth fighting for, in my opinion. Mm. Would, would, in your opinion, a, a web interface be, you know, considered safe enough, be useful? Um, to, to do this because obviously now what, you know I mean what I built the journey box and what is available is like you have at the ever QT interface which is somewhat kind of uh, yeah you need Linux to run basically because because on on Windows it's just not solved how to how to run your own node and the setup of the outdoor and everything else. It's uh, it's just counterintuitive when you're on Windows. When you get down to it, the Windows platform is just like a giant piece of spyware. You know? Yes, it exactly. sucks. And you know, so, Mac OS is much better in that it's based on FreeBSD, but it still phones home and there's a lot of bloatware. But yeah, you really need FreeBSD or Linux. Uh Rodolfo left before my uh <laughs> free bsd plug but yeah you really Ooh. need if you're if you're worrying about stuff like your privacy you really do need a stack that's based on free and open source software uh 6102's messaging me he's saying build it into sparrow that would be incredible too hell i think these tools should be built in and have compatibility with each other uh as much as possible you know like when you talk about uh having support for this and say zeus or something like I would also love the ability to have your Samurai PS, BTS, not your PSBT, your XPubs to be imported, your XPubs, your YPubs, ZPubs, everything. Uh, same for, you know, pulling it from cold card. And uh, yeah, I, th I think a lot of things are going to be built up to go into that direction. Uh, we just need the application protocol interface to be able to communicate to it, Nam. So let's see if we can make it happen. So would you guys mind if I kind of brought us back to where we started on the join market part where we were kind of talking about liquid and lightning here? Let's bring it back, Chaz. Let's bring it back. Sure. So I was I was talking to Fiat Jeff um, and he seems to love that guy. What's up? I was sorry to cut you off. I was just saying I love Fiat Jeff. He's a great individual. Right. So yeah, like and it was a really uh, fun conversation, but uh, point is, is that he he was kind of alluding, kind of what you were saying before about using Liquid and Lightning at the same time. Maybe a small distinction there, but like he was talking about using uh, Lightning um, on Liquid with Bitcoin Lightning, basically using a bridge. And he was talking about that if it was set up correctly, um, that you'd be able to route between the two networks. So the thought that I want to throw out there is, you know that the way, you know, the way that it makes sense to onboard to Lightning right now might be both on-chain or directly over Lightning via, you know, someone else providing that liquidity. Um, but in the future, you might be onboarding to the Bitcoin Lightning network via Liquid Lightning. Um, just a random ass thought here. 
Yeah, that, uh, that, yeah, that would solve the pegout problem. Yeah, that would solve the pegout problem as well, right? Because you were free to leave through these, basically, with pegout on lightning, which is, uh, I mean, much more, much less traceable than uh, on chain. Absolutely, it's, it's going to be interesting to see like each hop, like so let's say on the Lightning Network, potentially advertising like, you know, there there are liquid Lightning routes too, and saying, okay, yeah. I'm good for it. I, I will accept your liquid lightning sats. They're, you know, uh, as good in my eyes, or, or maybe you have some sort of weird ratio at which you'll accept them. But yeah, things are going to become a lot more dynamic on that front, and it, things are going to get quite interesting with those uh, sort of cross sidechain swaps as far as LN stuff goes. So, um, you know, obviously a lot still has to be built out, but I, I definitely see the potential for that being a pretty dynamic ecosystem. Yeah, I just see for the trade-off, you would just uh, charge large routing fees. Exactly. So, like, your your routing fee on one of the networks might be larger if you're doing a swap to another asset. Like, if you're going from Lightning to Liquid Lightning, you say, okay, I I'm, I want to do the swap because it's going to cost me to peg uh, out. Oh, 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 so, my fees are higher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Evan, uh, you are breaking up. Oh, no. Uh-oh, let's see. I think we just lost him there. Can you guys hear me now? Can you hear me I now? can hear you. Yes. But... No, you're back. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. We seem to have some technical issues. It's not quite as smooth an experience just connecting uh, through our traditional channels for Citadel Dispatch. But uh, still really appreciate chatting with you guys all on this format. It's, it's been so much fun. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely going to be, I mean, I think we're just scratching the surface with this stuff. Like Lightning is just starting to really get used now. And hardly anyone uses Liquid right now, right? So uh, the next, let's say, four years are going to be really interesting to figure out, um, you know, all the use cases for them and, the, you know, the interoperability between them. So. So, so, a lot of, a lot of exciting stuff before. on L2. Yeah, go ahead, Noms. Oh, yes. I, I'm not sure. Just tell me if you don't hear me well. So, that um, it would be very interesting that um, people would... Um, oh, which direction it would be? But I was, I was thinking that how funny it would be that you would ha have very cheap kind of on-chain transactions on Liquid, but then the Lightning Network on liquid would be so expensive because you, know, you would just uh, charge to provide the service by violent. Um and you know it would be the complete opposite of what uh, happens on on bitcoin um but the yeah the, the, fl the flow of funds would be that obviously they would be moving in liquid on chain and then they would move out through lightning so yes you could uh, charge the high routing fees uh, and you know people would get privacy in this direction so i just wonder if you know we're going to see routing nodes that are routing across multiple lightning networks like i don't necessarily want to get into the subject of shit coins here um i'm you know uh, on uh, shaky ground with uh, uh, liquid, I'm sure, with some people. But um, 
I, I still see, you know, block space on Bitcoin being insanely valuable at one point. And so you're going to have all kinds of different entry points. So you might have an entry point on shitcoins, Lightning Network um, as well. We don't, I don't, I'm not aware of any other Lightning Network that's even, you know, half as relevant as Bitcoin's Lightning's, or I'm sorry, Litecoin's Lightning Network has like $30,000 on it compared to Bitcoin's like 50 million or 60 million. Um, so it's, there's, there's. There's a couple. Uh, someone forged Zeus on some shitcoin called GrossoCoin. And uh, yeah, it's just floating up, I think, on the iOS app store. So they, I guess they got one. I really don't know how much capital is up on there. But Chaz, I think to answer your question about like interoperability between them, um, you know, beyond thinking about something like RGB on Lightning and uh, Omnibolt or whatever, uh, the interoperability works because at the end of the day, we're talking about the same units, right? Like a liquid sat and a lightning sat are pretty much, you know, supposed to be the, the same value. So when you're adding like other units in, like a Litecoin sat, like then things get hairy and, uh, you know, what do your channels even mean at that point? It gets complicated. I guess maybe my point went too off the rails there, but kind of bring it back to reality here. Um, if we're just to stay within maybe just liquid and lightning and maybe some, you know, theoretical blind state chains that would come after we get any prev out in L2. Um, like, I, I just see that you're going to have some nerd sitting here with a Raspberry Pi making all kinds of money doing these kind of uh, providing liquidity in different ways for different privacy services for your joint markets, for your lightning networks, for your liquid routing like what other fancy sci-fi shit are we, you know, can we think of here? <laughs> well, I, I think you're totally on the money. Like people just connected to all the different services that have their thumbs in all these different pools or whatever. They have liquidity going all these different ways and they're just a router. They're just an operator at the end of the table, you know, like, uh, like similar to a, a phone operator. And they're just making sure your sats get from one destination to the other. And, you know, that could be their whole career, just facilitating that liquidity uh, from one place to another for a party. Uh, all sorts of swaps, all sorts of, uh, you know, coin joins. Um, I don't know. It could get really interesting, really. Um, Is it possible for us to get uh, uh, Jessica back up here just to kind of maybe hear his thoughts on you know, throwing liquid into the mix and how it would make his life a living hell, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that would be great if we could get Justifer up here. If he wants. Uh, let's see, hold up. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, bro. Just make sure we're still recording. <laughs> uh, we'll give him a second. Uh, I, wa I wanna make a correction from earlier. Uh, I was calling Amboss Ambos, but it is pronounced Amboss. So that's Justifer's Lightning Network Graph Explorer. You should all check it out. If you're into UI or messing with these Lightning backends, you should definitely get involved with that project. Uh, it definitely has a lot of potential, and I've been finding myself using it a bunch. Looks really nice. Not going to join us, Jessifer? Oh, well. That's fine. <laughs> so, 
something kind of totally different that I that I wanted to go into here versus just staying on that topic is something that I'm not concerned about, but I think it's just going to happen just because Bitcoin's ecosystem is just slow um, to roll out updates and things is um, Taproot. Oh, oh, Jessifer, before I go too far, were you, what would you, would you want to comment? Oh, there he is. I might have missed uh, the initial comment. I did hear the Amboss shout out, so thank you a ton for that. Uh, but I missed the question, sorry. So we were just kind of talking about, uh, you know, you're a lightning node operator at the moment. You know, do you, do you like or hate the idea of potentially adding liquid into the mix and, you know, expanding the definition of what a node operator would be, right? I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's it's come up a couple of times, and uh, like in in some of the in some of the like the arbitrage things that you might do as a, a router, where basically you're sending it to yourself through complicated means, but but you end up trusting uh, some some custodial entities, and like as uh, so, so for me, for example, I'll, I'll deposit funds into a Bitfinex account because it's, you know, zero KYC. Um, but uh, I, it only works at scale. So I end up having to deposit lots into there and sometimes I run out of liquidity. So as an intermediate step, uh, involving liquid in that step is, is pretty exciting where I could trust, you know, the 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 entire federation instead of just one singular entity um so so that's it it already makes a kind of a, a natural marriage there but then also from some of the privacy tools that are available on liquid it i think it makes total sense um i mean as far as amboss's like business case for that uh just being able to like kind of coordinate the different market participants um, like that's a, that's a huge business case for us. So, uh, pretty excited about, um, the other integrations, um, whether it be liquid or, uh, other lightning protocols. Do you see yourself being some kind of, uh, state chain, uh, blind state chain signer, or maybe a, uh, better question would be, do you see yourself kind of or people in general, maybe just individuals offering these kind of services to people, you know, maybe a business or maybe just an individual being altruistic kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of an open market. So uh, yeah, why why not <laughs> get them all participating and, you know, see what see what shakes out and what's uh, what's sustainable. Oh, I got 6102 in my DM saying, uh, uh, no privacy tools other than uh, confidential transactions. It sounds like on on Liquid. On Liquid, yeah. I mean, people think that a confidential transaction will just give you the same privacy as the coin join, and that's not really the case. So that's why Odell was sort of campaigning to get some sort of uh, coin join mechanism going on there. Um, and then sixty one oh two also hit me up talking about. Uh, going from liquid lightning to Bitcoin lightning and how it would be a swap. And uh, someone needs to uh, be making on-chain Bitcoin transactions to keep those channels balanced. So I guess that goes into uh, 
you know, different roles that people would have to could play in, in terms of, you know, being connected to these different networks and providing services to get, uh, to get SAS from one place to another. And he says, yeah, it's not, it's not one-to-one on uh, lightning SAT versus liquid SAT because you have to take into account the cost to peg out. So perhaps when you're doing a routing transaction uh, for going from one place to another and, and you're crossing from uh, Bitcoin on lightning to liquid or vice versa, you have to take into account uh, you know, the cost to get there. So, uh, and then some, so it's economically uh, viable to you. So there's going to be a lot of different, so yeah, great, great, great point, 6102. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of di interesting different markets that arise around these use cases for people who are, you know, got their funds in one form and need to get it somewhere else in another. So it's going to be really interesting. I, I guess a big challenge in it is like, broadcasting like how what your rates are and how to get it there and then facilitating that in the first place i think that's that's what's really being built out right now i think it's starting like right now with say like liquidity on lightning with stuff like ellen pool and say the broadcasting of like getting liquidity that they're working on over at c lightning that lisa was talking about on um, our lightning friday session so yeah, it's just about like how, how do these mechanisms work and then these transfers are facilitated and how these market makers advertise their rates at which they're willing to perform these uh, liquidity functions. So yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see these things develop over the next couple of years. I'm, I'm super stoked. I think it's really fun to kind of just watch the, watch the market shift as they get uh, as the different participants get more information about uh, what the market is. Um, Cause I know we got uh, like, you know, see lightning liquidity ads. Um, that's, that's like around the corner, but, but then there's also like the pool auction results um, and, and kind of uh, comparing that to like where the mempool is at. So, so there's all these different um, kind of like uh market forces um all these tools being developed and then and then there's uh there's the mempool which is going to kind of determine some of the pricing i'm i'm curious how like channel stability is go going to play in there if if people are ending up with uh with force closes and such and i'm not sure how that how that's going to work between uh lightning and liquid um becoming more uh married yeah, it's interesting to see like how that's going to play into like ranking of nodes. Like Boz scores, they have some ranking for like uptime and reliability, right? As well as the quality of your liquidity and the amounts of it. And, uh, you know, it's really hard to sort of quantify the value of those things. So these different algorithms sort of calculating it. I, I think there needs to be a couple more uh, competing ones before we find that sweet spot. It's all sort of experimental right now. I know some people who've... Uh, you know, may have been messing around with their BOS scores. Maybe they're in Lightning uh, Terminal and they see it fluctuate a lot. Uh, you know, this is really the frontier of things. We're figuring out everything right now. You know, like exchanges don't, for the most part, other than like Bitfinex and OKCoin, like they don't have Lightning yet, right? Hardly anyone is using Liquid. So we need to go through like these price discovery phases and, you know, figuring out which of these properties 
bring more value to the table as far as like your uptime and you know your history of channel closes and and all these things and these reputation systems do need to build out right now uh it's it's pretty interesting and pretty awesome just seeing it all be made from scratch these are things that like weren't around like a year and a half ago like even even two years ago it's just really when lightning started getting exciting and usable really yeah totally i the all those the scores i think there's lots of focus on the boz score um but I, I view it kind of just like that your SAT scores or uh, your GPA, like it's not going to follow you around forever. Um, and, and maybe that's not the best metric to determine whether you're like a valuable, you know, human being or not. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just one score. It's just an opaque score and there will be many, many more. Yeah. There's going to be the Kaluta score. I know Odell score can totally be one in the mix. So who knows, man? I mean, we, I'll just need to put it to practice and see how it pans out in the market and see if these scores actually end up being of value. So here's the time, but this is the time to experiment and figure out what works, what doesn't, what has value, what doesn't. So it's really exciting. So I had another All question. Right, big Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, Chaz, go for it. How much of a pain in the ass and how long is it going to fucking take to get Taproot uh, widely adopted was going to be my question. Holy shit, hopefully not another four years like we saw with the SegWit stuff from, say, entities like, uh, <laughs> um, like, like blockchain, right? Blockchain.com. Um, yeah, this, this has been really a, a tooth pulling for the SegWit stuff to be adapted widely. Uh, hopefully it doesn't take more than a year or two this time around to see this taproot stuff really be taken into account. But at the same time, it also has like much different use cases. Whereas something like uh, SegWit and native SegWit, they pretty much cut down on costs all around. It's not necessarily the case for these new taproot addresses. Like I believe it's more expensive to send to them, but is then cheaper to receive. So. People really need to figure out the dynamics around that as well. But uh, I feel as exchanges are like using stuff on second layers, like lightning specifically, in which Taproot's going to provide them a lot of privacy, uh, you know, not leak out that information to their competitors and whatnot. I think then when, when there's these economic incentives uh, for the actors themselves to be using them, then that, that helps facilitate things a lot more. But also, you know, the, the powerhouses in the space right now, I think they're more conscious of it. They're listening to their users more than, say, like uh, blockchain.com, right? And, uh, you know, there's always going to be strangler, stragglers, right? There's always going to be someone, some business that, you know, it doesn't make sense for them uh, as far as engineering resources. But I definitely feel that this time around, it's going to be much better off. Yeah, I think first they, they will have the ones who actually benefit. So the ones providing service, the vaults, the multi-sig services, um, etc. Probably Lightning, hopefully, will be not uh, too far behind. And then once you get a good amount of adoption, 
uh, then you have the privacy services coming on board as well because they would need the anonymity set they cannot be first so then you can think of like you know joint market adopting hopefully uh, hopefully samurai adopting hopefully you know wasabi probably they have like their wabi-sabi thing coming uh, by then uh, and then then you know you will have a good chunk already Definitely. Definitely. It's definitely going to be the lightning people who, uh, you know, they're the ones who stand to benefit the most from the privacy gains. Uh, so definitely we're going to see it on the implementations like L&D and C-Lightning uh, before a lot of these other services. So absolutely. Oh man, we're coming up on two hours, folks. I think we're going to call it soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I want... did, did you think? Sorry, uh, I, I was just thinking of one thing that I, I've I've seen one pretty graph um, amongst amongst many, which is the lightning liquidity increasing. You know, in the past couple of weeks, months, maybe. Hell, oh, so hell we yeah. Like, that's, like, that's uh, one graph that's going up and to the right for sure. So we're, we're definitely up to <laughs> yeah. the all-time high. Like that's that's why I'm in good spirits, folks. The, the regular price doesn't really concern me as much. As long as that lightning liquidity is going up and to the right, I'm a happy man. Yeah, and it's still so, just uh, the public capacity. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like how – what percent do you think is in private channels? Like at least another 30%, I would say. Maybe maybe I'm yeah. I'm bullish on private yeah. channels there, but no, yeah, at least twenty percent, right? I think thirty percent was the pass is the pessimistic uh, take of thirty percent being in private channels of the public capacity because that was in like you know twenty eighteen was it when they when the Bitmax research have done this kind of uh, analysis and they've come out with this very rough estimate. Uh, because you can't really tell if the if the private channels were like closed in a cooperative way, you know, uh, it, it's it's actually not that not that straightforward to filter them filter all of them out. Um, but um, now you know you have plenty of services which are known to use large private networks. So you know there might be exchanges, but we certainly know about like Strike, we which is you know must be like a significant participant of the network and i wouldn't be surprised if it would be you know comparable to something like like ellen big i mean okay maybe not but you know there, there is there is plenty of things which uh which do work like that and that like other service providers like all the all the custody of wallets all the all the kind of you know lightning gaming and you know such things that to be able to have the buffer of liquidity in case of like big peaks of usage, then you must have private channels ready and armed, right? And that might be even higher for things, for like, for example, Strike for sure, but for like other services as well, it might be higher. Um, than the public capacity. Uh, just think of like services running with multiple nodes. You know, they, they probably because there is no risk to them, right? It's a two of two of two of their keys. 
there is no risk to put you know any you know as much as they can afford uh, into those private channels to have it just available anytime they need it. So yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not, it's not zero, not, not zero risk, but minimal risk. I mean, it's a hot wallet, right? You okay. still have yeah, things going so. on, but, but, and you also have to stake up the money ahead of time. Right. But no, I definitely see big enterprises, especially where they have, uh, you know, crucial relationships with each other and they have these flows going a certain direction. They're definitely going to have private channels uh, and they're going to have these channels and not want to broadcast them because they want liquidity in that direction for those crucial uh, enterprise functions, right? And they don't want other people just taking advantage of them for their own economic uh, needs, right? So they're going to keep them private. They're going to keep them between their counterparty and themselves. And they're going to use it to settle their, you know, pretty much their scheduled transactions and be able to save on fees because they only have to commit to the on-chain fee ahead of time uh, and, and on close. And, you know, if, if it's a multitude of transactions, you know, 10, 25, 50 transactions, you're saving so much money. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think a lot of the private channels are not going to be just users uh, trying to, you know, use Lightning more privately. But actually, there's big enterprises that want to have these liquidity channels with their partners, uh, but they don't want people to just be using them willy-nilly. Or, you know, uh, alternatively, they can just broadcast higher fees so people don't use them. Like maybe it's economically feasible for other people to be using those channels as well as they're willing to pay the routing fee on it. But I think in a lot of cases, people will just want to like not even disclose that relationship to the rest of the world and be like, okay, our channel between each other, each other are, is just going to stay private. So I think that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at like uh, the node behind like Moon Wallet, for example, right, or like Blue Wallet and things like that, you know, these are nodes which are not huge, but but I mean, their public capacity is like you know, like even some of them like lower than like uh, lower than a Bitcoin, you know, it's like one and a half maybe, but you know, you can imagine that they have like ten thousand users, right? So um, there must be a lot of liquidity behind that, which makes it you know, possible to work and not, you know, not cause uh, payment failures when they, you know, people start to withdraw money or they try to, try to, uh, you know, pay things en masse suddenly. Um, so it would be very surprising to me if that would be that true kind of uh, capacity which they have have on there. And, and those are just, you know, a couple I've, I was able to spot. <laughs> And there are a lot of things like, you know, the nodes of strike, for example, I, I, they, they are not even known to me. So there's plenty of that. So yeah, Excellent. Lightning Network is growing. <laughs> it's exciting yeah. stuff. We're definitely going the right direction. So I'm excited to see more and more of you guys out on there, open up channels, using it. I know in Miami, uh, a good chunk of the transactions I saw with people transacting on lightning instead of on chain. Uh, hopefully next year, all the vendors are accepting it. That would be a nice touch. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just going to continue to grow. I mean, now we've got a whole bunch more awesome user-friendly solutions, even for noobs in the form of stuff like moon and, and breeze, uh, you know, wallet of Satoshi and blue wallet have been really big uh, custodial solutions, but now we have, uh, some solutions that are, you know, only somewhat custodial in 
how they do their channel opens. And, you know, in the next year, we're going to see some stuff like Rust Lightning and that LDK be used way, way more. And people are going to take uh, channel management into their own hands too. Just a matter of liquidity services coming up, education. Uh, there's like a whole bunch of new UX to the Lightning Network that, you know, a typical Bitcoin user might not have been familiar with. So a lot of challenges, but glad to see them being addressed. It's really awesome to see. Talking to Lightning Labs the other day, or talking to Ryan Gentry about um, kind of their uh, their predictions for how the Lightning Network will grow, uh, just based on what we've got, like seventeen hundred Bitcoin on the public Lightning Network capacity. Um, so if uh, if ten percent of the transactions on the main Bitcoin blockchain move over to Lightning, what type of growth would be for the Lightning Network as a whole. And I, the, the number that he threw out was about 100x growth for uh, the Lightning Network. So, but I haven't uh, gotten to verify that myself. Yeah, so then at that point, the real challenge is, I think, lying like routing. Like, how do you route when there's so many damn hops? And are there services that, that take over that route calculation? Uh, what exactly happens there. So it's going to be interesting to see what scaling problems arise at that point. But yeah, something like 100x growth uh, would be unbelievable. And hell, like we're, we're at really low capacity now. Does anyone ha offhand have the public capacity of the Lightning Network right now? It's just uh, shy. Know, I'm going to go to oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to go to Clark Moody's dashboard. Shouts to Clark. Great Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, I was just checking it. Uh, it's just shy of seventeen hundred Bitcoin on the public Lightning Network. I see. I see. Yeah, that's only like. Our, <laughs> well, I mean, our price has just cratered the last two months. But uh, yeah, that's just uh, fifty-two million, right? Damn. Wow. Yeah, those are rookie numbers. Uh, well, let's pump those up. Let's let's get a cool uh, five billion on there, and, uh, and we'll talk from there. You first, dude. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm you know I'm I'm gonna. We're getting pretty close over at Kraken, so now I'm getting to the stage where it's like, okay, let's let's put some real money on this. So uh, I'm not sure Jesse will say, okay, here's five billion. But, uh, you know, if, if we could pump up those those numbers in the right direction, that would be nice. <laughs> oh, man. Um, guys, honestly, I, I'm, I'm getting beat. It's been a good two hours. Uh, if we bring up anyone else who might have a question real quick and uh, we call this wraps in the next 10 or 15 minutes. All right, let's do it. So anyone else uh, in the room who wants to come up, ask a question to anyone, uh, feel free. You could send a request over here on Spaces. Um, if not, then I'm just going to probably have uh, my buddy Tai Kawamoto come up and tell the story with me about how uh, we were dealing with a bonds broker this weekend <laughs> at our buddy Zach's house. 
uh, it was pretty much seven v one. This guy who was a bond broker versus like pretty se- pretty hardcore uh, Bitcoiner, seven of us. And uh, yeah, it was it was a bloodbath. Uh, it was mainly my fault because I was just hammered. I was just off my gourd, uh, and I ended up yelling at the guy. Uh, but uh, we were never gonna flip this guy anyway. Ty, come on, come up, buddy, for one sec. Come, come say hi. You know the freaks uh, loved your dispatch appearance, and they want as much of you as they could get. Ty, come on, it's peer pressure. There we go. What's up, Ty? Um, yeah, that was a crazy weekend, man. I was, uh, we were all fucking hammered, but. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because, like, we were, like, what, like, three hours into drinking. Uh, was that before or after we had all those shots? No, no. Uh, I was just like, oh, man, that was just, like, a train wreck. We got the shots afterwards. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, guys. All we right. need to drink. I mean, we drank so much, the, the timeline got Yeah, the timeline got a little bit <laughs> messed up. But, yeah, no, he was, like, a legit dollar maxi um, to the point where, like, he was, I think at one point, he was, like, defending the military-industrial complex, like the petrodollar. He's like, uh, this, you know, the, the dollar system is supported by uh, our, uh, our military, our glorious military, or something like that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, uh, did that really happen, or am I just making that up? Yeah, and he got really defensive about it. You're, you, were, you said in jest, you're like, oh, what a noble cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I didn't say noble. I didn't say noble. This guy's putting words in my mouth. He's like, <laughs> jump from like one to a hundred. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just the wrong room for a bond broker to, to walk into. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a really good crew of us. Uh, we had Pedro, the real Pedro, I will yeah, say, yeah, not, not the fake uh, Pedro. Not, not McCormick Pedro, like Pedro, Pedro. Um, yeah, we had, him, <laughs> we had uh, the BIS guys there. Uh, Wiz, Steve, and Simon were there. Um, obviously, yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? It's a good crew in that room. I mean, obviously, like and, Zach and uh, and, and and Uncle Uncle Z- Uncle Zach was in there yeah, for he, a he, bit. Follow Uncle he, Zach. Uh, he's in the room down yeah, there. He's uh, he's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just ridiculous. Um, but you know, despite that, you know, we, we definitely didn't flip the guy, No. but he did make, make an interesting comment that I, I thought was really funny. Like, despite our, our difference on the views of like bonds and dollars and Bitcoin, and despite the fact that he thought that Bitcoin had the potential to destroy the planet and the environment, <laughs> he still, despite that, he still thought it was a good idea to allocate up to 5% of your portfolio. In Bitcoin, and when I hear stories like that with people who are so entrenched in the fiat monetary system, I know that we're winning, and I, it gives me so much hope. Oh so my god! I just wanted to share that. I wanted to share that story with everyone. I, I thought it was hilarious, despite me sort of just being a drunken mess with this guy. Uh, it just really was a great illustration of the strides that are being made, despite us losing fifty percent of our value in two months. Despite all the things that are going on and the affinity schemes and all the shitcoiners still going on, like we're making strides in the right direction uh, that are ultimately going to change the course of humanity and, and the world. It's incredible. I oh, agree, hundred percent. Yeah, that was a, that was such a bullish conversation. He was 
he was like a dollar maxi. Like um, I, I, I've never seen anybody like that. Like maybe like Joe Weisenthal, like his, you know, <laughs> level, or maybe even like uh, even yeah. worse. But yeah, man, I mean, and, and still he says five percent allocation. So how bullish is that? Yeah, it was unbelievable. That was definitely one of the highlights of the night. Um, yeah, and then then from there, uh, we proceeded to get really drunk. Uh, went out to two bars. It was great hanging with y'all. I loved oh, dude, that. that was fun. Yeah. I see Zach there. Thanks, Zach. It was a uh, good time as usual, and uh, can't wait to do that again. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so uh, I don't think we're topping that. So uh, on that note, I got, we got to call it here. I want to thank everyone who uh, got it. Oh, actually, hold up. We got we got John's in. We'll get John's in real quick because I love John's. He's a great mm-hmm. contributor to the community. He's been helping out some on the Zeus redesign. What's up, John's? Anything you want to add? Oh, well, if you're going to end it on that, I think might as well do that. Because <laughs> it was a... John's. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, uh, John's. Just, just shouts to you, man. Thanks for hopping on the stage. Uh, next time we do one of these rips, you got to come on, and then we got to rip uh, more. Uh, maybe maybe on Lightning Friday, I think we're going to do uh, – Chaz, what time are we doing on Fridays? We do 4 p.m.? Yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Eastern, back on Twitter Spaces. We'll be at it. Hopefully, Citadel Dispatch is back on its uh, normal programming next week. This has been fun, but I'm sure I want to do it every week, despite me be doing so many episodes. Uh, yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you all. Thanks to Jessifer and Amboss for recording. Uh, thanks for Chaz for asking great questions. Uh, Open Noms for telling us all about Join Market and his efforts there. Uh, Ty for the story. Rodolfo for all his insights about Canada and uh, CoinKite and all that stuff. And of course, everyone tuning in and supporting and listening, the freaks that are hodling, the freaks that are building. I appreciate y'all. Uh, and uh, on that note, I call it here and, and do my little intro outro music. So, uh, cheers, freaks! Thanks, thanks all. Bye bye. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Crises precipitate change. <laughs> Devise a virus to bring dire straits to your environment. Crush your corporations with a mild touch. Trash the whole computer system and revert you to papyrus. I want to make a super virus strong enough to cause blackouts in every single metropolis. Because they don't want to unify you, so fuck it. Total anarchy and cannibalism. You see, late in the evening, fucked up on my computer and my mind starts roaming. I create like a heathen. The first cycles of this virus I can see.
slash the whole computer system and revert you to papyrus. I wanna devise the virus to bring dire straits to your environment. Crush the corporations get a mile slash trash the whole computer system and revert you to papyrus. is programmed into every one of my thousand robots. <laughs> we, we will not hesitate. We will destroy the homo sapiens. <laughs> Please stay where you are. Develop a super virus Better by far than that old Y2K This is 3030 the time of global unification Break right through, babe Terminals, burn them all, slaves to silicon Corrupt politicians with leaders and their keywords FBI and spies stealing bombs The sick, they take their plans and they face and catch the fever Everybody do the scores, get your can good Even space stations are having a hard time Please keep a seat to take our manhood Which results in the form of global Ghettos are trash dumps with gas pumps exploded and burnt out just before the Great Union. The last pumps walk around like mass monks, ready to manipulate the database of right through Human rights come in a hundred places. Mass production has always been number one. New Earth has become a repugnant place, so it's time to spread the fear to fund the sun. That's it for this week, freaks, junkies, Bitcoiners, all y'all. Love you. Have a good one.